Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. It's 17.30 GMT. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. My name is Umaru Sanda Amadou. Tonight, I'm here with... Nashika Caesar. Coming up over the next 90 minutes. As a minority, we condemn the behavior of uh, the students. Uh, we will not encourage anybody or any student to insult anybody in a higher position or any position at all. So the behavior of the students is uh, condemnable and we don't have to encourage it. But we are of the view that uh, the punishment being meted to the students is uh, harsh. Uh, Ghana Education Service sacks eight students of the Chana Secondary Senior High School in the Upper East Region after a video in which they were insulting President Akufado went viral. Also, Kamina, police deployed to University of Ghana campus on day one after students returned to campus to prevent continuing students from entering the two halls that they have been barred from going to. We are supposed to report to school today. We got here in the morning and the school security are saying that they will not allow us to enter into the hall. And I think the police are also assisting them to do it. We'll be hearing more on what transpired on the campus of the University of Ghana here in Accra. And later on Eyewitness News. My life has been in threat since the day, day one that Honorable Muntaka planned to impeach me for my treasure. There was a time Honorable Muntaka the constituency organizer, the constituency vice chairman, the constituency chairman had a meeting in his office at Ababu Post Office, the library premises, that they went and invited some bad boys and gave them a message that they should hunt the constituency uh, deputy youth organizer, including me. The fight between the uh, well, constituency chairman of the NDC Naswase, Faisal Dauda, and the member of parliament for the constituency, the Honorable Mohammed Muntaka Mubarak, is not ending. We'll be hearing more as the chairman of the party, Johnson Asidun Ketia, leads a delegation to the Ashanti region on a peace mission. Not necessarily related to this, but we believe that would be in focus. Stay with 97.3 CTFM for more on this and many other stories on Eyewitness News. And in business... Government reiterates efforts at creating an enabling environment to ensure Ghana becomes Africa's automotive hub. That's in 50 minutes from the business desk of CTFM and City TV. Eyewitness News is across Ghana on a number of affiliate stations. In Naduli, we are on Tumpani, Tumpani Radio 88.5 FM. In the Nadoli area of the Upper West Region. In Upper East, we are on Rekas 92.1 FM in Bongo Namu. In the Northern Region, we are on North Star Radio 92.1 FM in Tamale. In the Northeast Region, we are on Nobia 98.1 FM in Nalirugu. In the Western Region, we are on Beach 105.5 FM in Takradi. As well as Sky Power 93.5 FM also in Takradi. In the Ashanti Region, we are on Focus 94.3 FM in Kumasi and Orange 107.9 FM also in Kumasi. If you go to the Volta region, we are live on Sela Radio 97.1 FM in Dabala and Holy FM 98.5 in Aplau. Send your comments through and uh, we'll read them for you. The WhatsApp number is 0549-986-996. Or send a tweet using the hashtag City Newsroom, tweet at Umaru Sanda. Alternatively, go on Facebook 
or you can watch our live pro proceedings and uh, drop your comments on the feed as you watch. Let's settle for details of our stories. Now, the first one is taking us to the Upper East Region town of Chana in the Chana Paga area of that region. Eight students have been sacked from school by the Ghana Education Service because they were seen in a video insulting the president. I would have played it for you, but the words are too not on air worthy, and I cannot play that for you. So let's go to Frederick Awini, who is our correspondent in the Upper East Region. He's traveled to China now and is joining us live. Fred, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Uh, what have you been gathering since the announcement by the GES? Well, um, as you are aware, the eight students have been dismissed from the China Senior High School in the Kasinamakana West District of the Upper East Region. The eight um, female students are currently home, and um, they only got their letters just yesterday. Um, these letters were signed by the Director General of the Ghana Education Service, Dr. Eric Nkansa, for the um, derogatory statements made by these students. Their parents yesterday received the letters accordingly. Now, I visited um, two of these dismissed students in their abode here in the Navrongo municipality, and um, they have shown some remorse that, in fact, the intent was not to for the video to go viral. That was one, and that they have regretted their actions. In fact, one said she attempted committing suicide because when she got home, the father didn't take it easy with her. Actually, she was driven out of the house and it wasn't okay with her. Psychologically, she was traumatized. And that having learned all these lessons, they appealed to President Akufuado and government, and for that matter, the Ghana Education Service, uh, for some leniency that they have learned lessons from their actions and that giving a second chance, they will never repeat this again and all they're asking for is that the president should forgive them as his children and that they have erred they take responsibility for that but however their education is also on the line more so that they are final year students and that if this dismissal is is is, is allowed to, to to hold um it means their future is bleak that they can't be able to afford other sources of funding for their education and all they're asking for is for the president to forgive them and that um, some leniency be given them and they should be recalled back to school to finish their secondary education. So On the side of the parents, I equally interacted with um, a father of um, one of them and um, he also said, look, this is not how he trained his daughter and that he was provoked that for his lifetime he's never insulted an elder let alone the president and that the child really went wayward and um, he personally has punished the child and the child has learned lessons and all he's also asking for is for the president to forgive them and give them a second chance as they have learned lessons from their inaction i see so they've left the school they're all home now is the, the decision is that they are to leave the school completely isn't it so they've left exactly so the dismissal was with immediate effect and um Sandra, even before the dismissal letter they got yesterday they were suspended indefinitely pending an investigation and the outcome of a committee that was set to investigate you know the video that went viral so for the period at i mean for the period when the video went viral 
they were immediately suspended. Investigations went into the matter, and um, only yesterday they got their dismissal letter from the Ghana Education Service. And so they are all at home. Do we know what the reaction of the community is, what the school itself and other students who are still on campus think, or you've not have had access to the school as yet? Well, for the school management um, um, hierarchy, they wouldn't comment on the matter. And so um, is um, the students. So some of them, they would speak to you off record and tell you, well, it's a big lesson to them and that they have all seen what has um, befallen their colleagues. And it's a lesson for them to uh, be disciplined and not engage in some of these unsavory comments, more so on social media. Very well. Thank you so much, uh, Fred Awuni. He's a correspondent in the Upper East region. And uh, he has gone to Navrongo where he spoke to uh, community members, family members, and the students who have been dismissed. Talking about the students who have been dismissed, uh, let's hear some of the uh, reactions they've been given, the dismissed students. Fred Awuni spoke to them, some of them. Listen. When the incident happened, they called us to the disciplinary committee, and then we were all questioned. Then they told us to come home because of the pressure. So we came, we came on, on the I came home on 15th November. Up to now, it was yesterday that they called us to come to meeting in the school. So I was even thinking they were calling us to just give us punishment or something different to do. But when we got there with our parents, they gave us dismissal letter, which we have been crying in front of the director and then the district director, all of them, including our head headmistress. But they were, they, they, they were not having mercy on us. They only asked us to do an apology video, which we did. So now I am only pleading they should have mercy on us. We are left with few months to complete and come home. They should just have mercy on us. Even if it is to sign a bond in the school, so that they will allow us to write our exams and come home. I'm willing to do that. Please have mercy on us. We were only imitating people on social media. We didn't think it would go this far. Please have mercy on us. I'm begging. Yes, I'm apologizing to him, the district director, GES, regional director, and the fellow Ghanaians, the whole country as a nation. We are pleading. I am pleading personally for them to forgive us and have mercy on us. They should give us another chance. We are all human beings and we make mistakes. And more to the point, we are, we are, we are his daughters. We are his daughters. Whose daughters? The president's daughters. He should have mercy on us. The others spoil the, spoil the child. With the other hand, then bring him, maybe bring him or her closer to you. With the other hand, you should please have mercy on us. We are begging. You should have mercy on us. We are just left a few months to go. We are finally a student. You should please have mercy on us. We are begging you the number. We are really sorry. It will never happen again. It is a lesson that we've learned in our lives, and we it will never happen again in life. Please. Thank you. So that's one of the dismissed students. Uh, eight of them, uh, Fred Awuni speaking to one there. Let's hear from another of the dismissed students. I am the person of Blanche Matia Maria, and we are the people that did the videos that went viral on social media. I'm here with my colleagues to beg on our behalf that we are really sorry. We are imitating people on social media. We didn't know it would go this viral. We are on our knees begging the government and the president that they should please calm down and then call us back to school because education means a lot to us. We are female children. We can't just drop out like that. And secondly, we are in our final year. 
Our parents are not really happy with us, so we beg on them. They should please call us back to school. Education is a loss to us. Thank you. Okay, when I came home, it wasn't easy. Because my dad is a difficult type. He's, he was very hard on me. In fact, it was not easy. My parents had it harsh on me. I was not happy though. I thought they would have supported me, me being their child, but they said it has to do with the president, so they really ignored me. That's really affected me a lot. Another of the eight dismissed students uh, of China Secondary School who were seen in a viral video insulting the president of the land, the Ghana Education Service has acted and cracked the whip. And the whip includes that they go home and come back no more. Let's hear from the family now of the students. Inusa Hamidu is brother to one of the eight dismissed students. Inusa, you're welcome to eyewitness news when did it come to your attention the video that was um, shot which featured your your relative uh i saw the video on social media in fact a friend sent me the video because he saw my sister in the video and sent it to me asking and i i confirmed that yes, that was my sister and i think that was around if i'm not mistaken somewhere 15 or 16 november 2022 yes and uh, what did you do immediately as a family when you saw the video? Well, I was shocked. When I saw the video, I was shocked. And then, then for, 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 for the whole of that day, I, 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 I was disoriented. Because I, I, you can imagine seeing your sister uh, in a company of people abusing the, the president. So I, I was shocked that I called uh, one other sister, and then we called a master in the school and we asked him and he said yes that is they've also seen the video and that they were all shocked at this time the students were on campus so you did not have them yes uh or they were know, day students did you did, did, did your sister come home after that did you see your sister after that video or she no, was on no. campus she was on campus i only saw her when we were called to to come and and meet the school authorities but they were they were on suspension so during the period of suspension you would have seen her but even before no, before the suspension we were, we were called when the when the incident happened we were called we were called the parents were called to come and pick them home so we came we went there picked and brought them home so it was after the investigation and everything other else that they call us back and asked us to come with them for 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 an information then we got there and they gave us a dismissal letter now, what I meant was, when you saw the video, you knew it was yeah. wrong. What did you yeah. do? Did you make attempts to apologize to anybody? Did you speak to your, your sister? What did she say? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We, we scolded our sister vehemently, and uh, she, was, she was really depressed. I remember and, uh, somebody advised that we should be careful. And that things like that could, could even have uh, suicidal ideas. So we... we we had to talk to her and said, no, it was wrong to, to attack a president. Even if you don't agree with some of his, his things, you don't go out on air to attack a president, considering that he's an elderly man, and you wouldn't be happy if someone attacks your father like that in, in, in public or even in secret. Yes. The issue, we scolded her. the issue of upbringing will be brought up when these discussions go further. People would question how you That's trained true. your your ward and for that matter That's your true. sister 
for which reason she would engage in the action she engaged in. What kind of training did you give her? Oh, yes, I, we, 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 we are a practicing Muslim family, and uh, uh, I wouldn't want to, to, to blow my own trumpet, but uh, we've been brought up properly, and then I, 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 I wouldn't uh, say that uh, we, we've not been given properly family training. Well, but uh, you cannot also uh, uh, just watch completely for your sister or daughter, considering that she goes to school and she meets all kind of students. So perhaps she could pick a bad behavior there, or maybe she might follow a company that will lead her in some of these things. But for upbringing, we are not perfect, just like any other human being. But uh, we do our best to, to, to bring her to the best of our abilities yes at home what kind of person is your sister uh she's a quiet and reserved type and i i remember when the uh the headmaster in charge of academics of china senior i called me they said they, they were all shocked when they saw her in the video because they knew she's a quiet type she's serious takes a steady seriously and she had actually contested for girls perfect and it was one of two reasons why she didn't win but uh, they were all surprised when they saw her in the video. Now, moving forward, she's been removed from the school. What are you doing yeah. for her? If she's not recalled like she's been begging, what are the options available for you as a family? Yes, um, if, 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 if they don't call them, by which we don't pray for, we are praying that they should call them back. But uh, if they don't call them back, you uh, are looking at maybe regist registering her for the private uh was he to sit steady and then write her exams. But uh, we've not gotten there yet, so we are not praying for that yet. She's gained in, uh, national attention, if not international attention now. How is she taking all of that? How is her demeanor now following this announcement of a dismissal and the fact that her video is across the globe? Everybody's watching it. Uh, yes, uh, I would say she's surprised, uh, especially when you're your, your one of your niece men, I think Fred, eh, Awuni, yes, Fred. The original for upper his scheme and said he wanted to interview. We're, we're all surprised, uh, for because we know that this is going national or international. So she, she, uh, she, she's a bit uh, nervous, if I would say, yes. Very well, thank you so much, uh, for speaking to uh, us. She, she's here, if you don't mind, we want to talk to her. She was taking a bar, but I think she's done. All right, let me speak to her. Okay. Hello. Hello, how are you? Fine, thank you, sir. Do you remember what caused you to record that video that you recorded that has landed you in trouble? Sir, please come again. What inspired you to record that video that you recorded on the day that you did? Sir, Franco speaking, it was not intentional. We're only imitating people on social media, and then we're also making it for fun. We 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 didn't know that it would go this far. But whose idea then, was, whose idea was it? Because there are eight of you who have been dismissed. Did you all come up together with that idea? Is it a group? Do you do usually do things together, or it was just a spontaneous thing? Sir, for that one, day, I don't really know. Franco speaking. I'm, I'm, I don't really know. When you did the recording, 
what happened to it? Did you people post it anywhere? Did you send it somewhere? What happened next? It just came up. We don't even know how it went barrier. It just came up. We're all surprised when we saw the video on social media. You are in secondary school. Mobile phones are not allowed. So how did you get to shoot that video? Sir, me, for me, I personally, I'm not using the phone in school. I'm not using the phone in school, frankly speaking. I always leave my phone in the house and then go to school. Are you a day student or a boarder? I'm a boarder student, but sir. Now, when, when you did the video, you did not intend for it to go public, but it has gone public. It means that you people put it on social media for leak, uh, clicks? Sir, <laughs> it has already happened. What we are now saying is we are sorry. Sorry to who? To the president and then director general. And even to fellow Ghanaians, we know we have humiliated our nation. We are sorry. We really want to go back to school. They should give us another chance. Can you be trusted if you are given another chance? Sir, I promise. I will. Even if it is to sign a bond in the school, to never do anything bad in the school, and then complete, I'm ready. All I need is another chance. And if you don't get the chance to go back to school, what are you going to do? What would that mean to your life? Sir, right now, I'm being taken care of my brothers and sisters. So I don't even know what to do. And I'm not, I'm not praying for them not to call me back. I'm not praying for that. I'm just hoping and praying that I'll go back. Because it just left it some few months for us to complete. And this has happened. You imagine all the money they spent from year one to year three. And most of the, the course I'm offering in school is a practical decent course. Provisions and practical tools and materials. It has, it, it, has, it has been expensive. How is your state of mind yourself? Um, Considering that everybody now knows about you, people are talking about you, and you have been dismissed from school. How how are you taking it all yourself? I'm devastated. As I'm even speaking to you now, I'm not feeling well. I was in time when my brother called me to come out. Very well. Um, Wish you all the best and thank you for speaking to us. You're welcome, sir. My pleasure. That's one of the eight dismissed students um, of China Senior High School speaking to us there. And earlier I brought you two other interviews of the students. Um, we'll be bringing you more after this break, including reactions from people in the education sector of what they make of this. There's a proposal that the sanctions are too... Uh, tough and that the GES should have been kinder in the kind of punishment it is meeting out. That debate is coming up next. Please stay with us. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens.
Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. When my, my ward came to the house, I even drove away from the house because I've never insulted someone who is even grown up than me. I'm not to the president. Uh, and I, I, I am sincerely pleading on the behalf of them, all of them, for the president to re-accept them. Uh, because we as fathers, they, they, they do things that are not good to us, but we can't avoid them. We can't avoid them. And I believe they were not, it wasn't their intention uh, for it. But I think when I asked my daughter that they were even joking, they didn't know that that would have come to the social media. So my belief is that the president should have mercy on them. And I just uh, call them back. They will learn a lot of lessons from that. And others too will learn more from that. A father of one of the eight dismissed students of Chana Paga uh, Senior High School. Uh, that's a discussion we are having here tonight. The Ghana Education Service has acted, and the action is that they go home having been dismissed from the school for insulting the president. Charles Ahetochega was once a director general of the Ghana Education Service. Sir, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, so you are supposed to discipline students and train them. But you're also supposed to be, was a word, kind to students. It's a yeah. difficult balance to hold. There are people who think the GES action now is, um, is like using a sledgehammer to kill an ant. Others think, no, it serves them right because as children, they should not be insulting adults. Our culture does not permit that. Their training in school should not even permit them. What is your perspective to what has happened tonight? Oh, my perspective is that um, in whatever we do as uh, homo sapiens, process matters. And here, um, the GES uh, has given authorization to schools to follow a process of, uh, in, the discipline, in the disciplining of students when they commit offenses that, have, that require them to be disciplined. So in every school... There is uh, a disciplinary committee, and just as you said, there is also the um, the guidance and counselling that 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 goes with it. So uh, efforts are made to balance the two, but the disciplinary aspect, in terms of ensuring that the student is punished, is always sustained just to provide a deterrent for the other students, and and that itself is in a manner that does not, in fact, deny the child essentially from accessing education for that matter. It's not as if dismissal is not on your books. Dismissal has always been on your books. I recall students are sent out of yes, the boarding house. Yes, on our books. We have a procedure for that one too. And that means that where a child has to be dismissed, the disciplinary committee will still have to, and the word is recommend dismissal. Now, when you recommend dismissal, it has to be validated. And the process of validation required is that it goes to the Board of Governors, who will then 
sit down and take the decision and validate it. Now, if it is of a certain degree, then it has to come back to the GES headquarters after it has gone through all of those processes for that matter to be validated. So, yes, these missiles are in the system, but that is how we go through it. Now, if you were in charge of Ghana Education Service as of today, is this a route that you would have taken? If I was there at this time, this is the route that I have taken. taken. In fact, the, uh, the process that I have described will be the route. Now, that raises the questions about this particular matter in terms of who did what. First, we hear about investigation. Investigation is not disciplinary committee. Investigation can always happen. You get information and you send this by a committee and this by a committee, that's whatever it is. Now, we don't know about it. If somebody knows, I can be told. But all I know is that the DGS has dismissed. But the normal thing is that the school must recommend dismissal. But note that the punishments are looked at at their degrees of committal. Now, here in this particular matter, this, and I always say, this is the first time I'm seeing that and analyzing this way, that there are differences in educational misdemeanors versus political misdemeanors. This is not an educational misdemeanor. This is typically a political misdemeanor that has actually been taken up to the, uh, to the headquarters. The question is, did the school take the children to the disciplinary committee at which they recommended that a political act should be dismissed out because it has nothing to do with their education. They were engaging in a political activity. So again, we, we need to really look at the matter and that will determine whether we want to uh, render dismissal for events or uh, acts such as these eight girls have, have committed. And in my case now, as I look at it, I'm wondering there are too many holes in this matter, uh, and I think that the decision has been taken to placate um, uh, something. And I always add in the end that when you put education into the hands of politicians and not educators, you have this kind of situation. Because for them, they are always interested in their political uh, leaders rather than the children who, who have to be taken care of in terms of education. If the president were to be listening to you now, what would you say to him? Well, I will tell him that, Mr. President, remember that you have already given us a precedent in this matter. Please go back and look at that precedent you did in a matter similar to this case and do as you did in that case. That's all. That's all. I won't go into any details, and that's just all I'll tell him. And because he, you, mm -hmm, and he, because and he should not allow us, he should not allow us to continue with our, what we call our conspiracy theory analysis with the way this particular matter is being handled. He should go back and look at the precedent he has created and enable the girls to benefit from that same um, uh, situation that occurred at that time. And because he goes to the question whether it is the president who is asking the girls to be dismissed. And so, the point, so the, for the you... The is against the president. The, the president yeah. should just tell his appointee that, yes, I was the one who was insulted, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. Let's go and let God. Let them go back to school. Excellent. Excellent. Because, again, it has nothing to do with the girls' schooling. It has nothing to do with the girls' schooling. Does it, does it, does it not? Schooling includes everything, including 
what they have. They do. Uh, well, this is a very political thing. And remember the time said this thing, we are having all of these political shenanigans and all these statements the whole country was co- commenting about. Now, again, what, what, what is educational about that? Nothing. Nothing. It is not jumping the school wall to go into town. It is not refusing to go for classes or it is not refusing to go to the dining hall. It is a statement they have made against the president. And remember, Ace Ankuma has made us aware that insulting the president is not even a crime. And nobody, nobody has negated that statement. So we are carrying it. So there are so many things that go with it. And, and I don't think that the GS really seriously thought about it and they rushed to take this kind of decision against these poor little girls uh, without looking at all the sides of the story. Very well. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Thank you very much. That's Charles Aheto Chega. He's former Director General of the Ghana Education Service. A member of Parliament has sent me a message. He's MP from Praesu, the Noble Davis Opokwansa, also known as OPK, formerly of AFAC, the Alliance for Accountable Governance. He says the President must show mercy on these kids. The era of TikTok makes these kids do anything without knowing the impact of their actions. Sometimes they mimic other people without knowing the effect of it. The GS must punish, but dismissal is, a, is like killing an ant with a sledgehammer. So that's a member of parliament, the Honorable MP from Praeso, Davis Opokwansa, also known as OPK's perspective to this issue. There's another perspective from member of parliament. Uh, well, he is speaking on behalf of the minority side. Peter Nochukutwe is member of parliament. Um, and also ranking member on the Education Committee of Parliament. He has issued a statement and he says, In this age and time when there is increased advocacy and renewed focus on increasing access to education, any decision that takes a child away from the classroom can only be seen as an absolute drawback to this renewed focus and objective. It is therefore regrettable to learn of the decision of the Ghana Education Service to dismiss the eight female students of the Chianas SHS in the Kasina Nankana West District of the Upper East Region for insulting the President of the Republic uh, some months ago. Whereas the minority is against the misconduct of the eight students and condemns same, we wish to state that the decision by the Ghana Education Service to dismiss them is harsh and retrogressive. We believe the eight students, like every other Ghanaian child, deserves to be in school in line with Article 25 of the 1992 Constitution of Ghana and also Goal 4 of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs. It is in view of this that we wish to call on the Ghana Education Service to review its decision and to ensure that the education of the victims is not truncated in this manner. So that's uh, signed by Peter Nochuko to MP and Ranking Member Parliament's Committee on education let me hear from other people who have been speaking to this issue uh by going on our whatsapp platform isaac H- H- okay isaac atiawini ayariga from boku he says i do not accept the behavior of the students but i think discipline should be corrective i pray the authorities reverse the outright decision to dismiss them joshua lanyan says good evening sander even though the unprofessional behavior of the young ladies is against the present and it must not be condoned Listening to the voices of the young ladies, I nearly wept. GES should tender, GES should tamper mercy with justice. This is really sad. Keep the good work for Mother Ghana. Hashtag Eyewitness News. Stephen Abri, or Stephen from Ibri, I think it should be Stephen from Ibri, says the dismissed students' attitudes were despicable. They deserve the, they deserve the punishment. Zilis Duane in London 
says, I'm not supporting the actions of the girls, but dismissal is too harsh because uh, that doesn't reform them in any way. Jones Adoboy in La says, as much as I condemn in no uncertain terms the behavior of the students, sacking them would just compound their woes, more so that almost all our sitting presidents have been insulted before. For example, President Tamils was called all kinds of names but never reacted. It reads from Yendi says, Good evening, Sanda. It's hypocritical on our part if we praise GES for sacking their students when teachers are insulted and same sanctions are carried out. Issues of human rights must come in. Let's fold our arms and pretend nothing is happening in our schools. We'll all bear the consequence. Uh, more messages are coming through. Let me bring you a reaction from an education um, think tank, mostly in, involved in child education, Child Rights International, uh, which says it is pushing a better world for children. The statement that it's issued said, Child Rights International, an organization mandated to ensure the protection, welfare, and equality of children's rights and privileges, has cited a letter issued by the Ghana Education Service and signed by the Dr. Eric Nkansa, Acting Director General, to dismiss the five students of Chiana Senior High School in Kasina Nankana West District involved in the viral social media video where these students were allegedly believed to be misconducting themselves by using unprintable and vulgar words against the President of the Republic. Let me look at point three of the statement. It says, okay, point two says, on the 17th of November 2022, CRI issued a statement condemning the conduct of the students involved in the said viral video. CRI called for a proper system to be implemented to rehabilitate and correct the behavior of the students as opposed to setting them as examples or victimizing them. On the 14th of November 2022, GS released a statement titled Viral Video of China SHS Students Misconduct with the reference number quoted here, signed by the head of public relations, Cassandra Chumampofo. In this press release, GS vowed that management of the school has begun investigations to unravel the circumstances surrounding such unfortunate utterances and gestures. Parents of the students have also been invited to assist in the investigations. The press release issued by the GS further states that we wish to also assure the general public that the outcome of the investigations will be made known as soon as it is concluded. CRI therefore hinges on the above statements to call on the Ghana Education Service to publish the findings of their investigations to the general public as stated in their earlier press release, highlighting the concerns of due process followed in arriving at the conclusion of dismissal vis-à-vis -vis the best interest of the child as enshrined in the Children's Act of 1998 Act 560. CRI stands by the belief that educational and moral principles are not subjects of dismissal that further deny that further deny children their right to education. On the contrary, such behaviors exhibited must be subjected to correctional and rehabilitation programs to ensure uphold the best interests of the child in all matters involving children and their education. The conduct of the state has always expressed interest in protecting children rather than victimizing them. This statement is signed by Bright Kweku Apia, who is Executive Director of Child Rights International. This eyewitness news on 97.3 CTFM. We are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka, in Accra. More messages in reaction to the issue. Prince Henry sends a message from Koforidwa and says, the president must show that he is a father for all by asking the GS to recall the dismissed students. No one is commending the barbaric act of the students, but dismissing them is very barbaric too. Frimpong sends a message and said, The president is a father for all. One of his daughters recently opened him up 
for ridicule by inviting McMill to the Jubilee House. He forgave. These ones equally deserve forgiveness. The GES decision was capricious and without proper thinking. Jifa Gunu says the conduct of the girls should not be condoned by anyone. They deserve punishment, but not as heavy-handed as dismissal. It appears the acting director wants to catch the eyes of the authorities for the confirmation of his post. Do send your message to 0549-986-996. Eyewitness News returns shortly. Please stay with us. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You welcome back to Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. The University of Ghana reopens today. Students have been coming onto Campus D. Fresh students and the continuing students. But before the arrival, there was a back and forth between old students of Commonwealth Hall and Mensa Sabah Hall and the university. This is because the university has decided that when they return, continuing students will not go to Commonwealth Hall and Mensa Sabah Hall. They want to admit only first year students into the hall, and that would be it. When they get to level 200, they move on. The old vandals say, the new students will need tutelage and guidance, which they will not get from their seniors. So, what happened on campus today when the school resumed? Akosia Auchi of the City Newsroom was on campus. Akosia, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Okay. Um, so, students did come? Yes. Fresh students, continuing students. What, right. what else was happening on campus in relation to the halls? So, as you rightly said, uh, the freshmen were on campus with the, their parents carrying their luggage to the various halls that they had been assigned to. Ah, they do that in university? You come with your parents? Of course. Oh. I mean, freshmen just coming from senior high schools. And oh, so, yeah. okay. lucky them. Yeah, so um, a number of them coming in, and then um, the, the continuing students also, also coming in. Um, for those aside, those that are in... Uh, though who used to be in Commonwealth and then um, Sabah Halls. So level the, 200, 300 and 400. Right, to final year, all of them coming in. And for those who used to be at Commonwealth and then Mensa Sabah, who came to uh, Commonwealth, that's in front of their halls, they were not allowed in there. There was security presence as well, uh, who were supposed to man the halls to ensure that these continuing students are not allowed in there. So... That's exactly what happened. When you say security presence, there's campus security or external security? So it's um, a joint police um, enforcement. So we have the campus security men and then the policemen who had also been deployed from the uh, Ghana Police Service. They also came in to uh, help the campus security men to enforce the new directives. Okay, did any students oppose the decision to prevent them from going into their old halls? Of course, that's what you've been talking about. I all mean, this physically, time. did they do physical? No, there was no physical um, interactions or alter alterations from their side. I mean, it was just having conversations with the police officers to say that, look, there's been an injunction and we, we cannot be allowed to stand outside when we've come with our, our luggage. So we need to be allowed inside. And so that's exactly. What was happening? Okay, please be in the studio. Let me go on the phone line and speak to Pascal Songsori. She is a member of the communications team of the University of Ghana. Uh, Madam, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Your decision to bring the police, obviously, was so that you do not um, record 
um, clashes and disagreements between your outfit and the students. Um, it's almost, what, six hours since the break. Uh, students have been coming to your campus. So how would you be, what, what, would you, what would be your assessment of the, of the process today? Well, I think that um, if I heard the concluding part of your reporter, um, there was no clash, there was no, uh, nothing happened. It was just for the police to enforce, you know, uh, some, um, the idea is uh, to enforce some peace, some uh, quiet, you know, to enable us have that congenial environment for academic work. So I nothing happened. We just heard that about uh, 20 to 30 students went to the hall today, but where you would have to show that you are a, um, a resident of the hall in order to be allowed to enter. And these were not uh, um, official residents of Commonwealth Hall from what we hear. So I believe that everything, we didn't have anything happen. You know, I believe that the police and the security personnel managed the situation. So as of this evening, you have on the record that all students who've gone to Commonwealth and Mensa Sabah are freshmen only. That is what it is supposed to be, yes. Those who are being assigned and are living in the hall are supposed to be fresh students of the University of Ghana. What happens if a student who is not a fresher is found in any of the halls? I think that um, from what I gather, the, the police uh, presence there uh, is to end. Because we, we did issue a notice yesterday well, when we, we got information that uh, students who were or, uh, formerly residents in the hall were asked to go there and, and take residence. So I, I think that if you don't, if you're not an official resident of the hall, you cannot carry your luggage, you know, to enter the hall and say that you are taking residence there. All I right. think that the notice was very clear yesterday. What about the issue of the injunction that has been brought against you from doing what you did today? Did you disregard <laughs> it on purpose? No, we've said time and again that those students who are residents in the hall were assigned to the hall before the injunction came. I think that if you if you you saw the notice or, or have read the notice that was put out, we 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 have made it clear that we are um, um, we, we we are not going against the injunction. The issuance of new rooms to level 100 students has ceased, um, so we have the injunction time run out. Our lawyers are working on that. So I there's no flouting of anything at this stage. We have ceased assigning of new people. Have already occupied the rooms were occupied before the injunction uh, came. And these so, people, you say, who have occupied are freshers, not continuing students? They are freshers. Okay, they but when, freshers. The, when, the, when the court uses the word, um, the phrase, um, mm -hmm. that you should let the status quo remain, the status quo is that as of the time they were bringing the case, they were making a case that they want to continue to be students of the whole. That status quo should be that whether they are fresh or continuing, if they were in um, Mensa Sabah or they were in Commonwealth, they should continue to be in Mensa Sabah or Commonwealth until a determination is made. Well, I don't want to go much into the uh, the court issues because uh, the university lawyers are handling you know the issue, and I am not a lawyer. But what I'm saying is that by the time the injunction came, people were there were students already in the hall, and mind you, these are students of Commonwealth Hall were given the opportunity to take residence in the UGEL hall. 
after the time of issuing this release, many of them had already taken residence in those UGL halls. So you cannot take residence in one hall and claim that you want to be. So it gave you an option to say, yes, I want to be a resident student in the UGL hall, or no, I don't want to. And majority of them selected the UGL hall. So you can't take residence in, in, in a hall and then come and claim that you want to be in another hall. What do we do with our level hundreds who have already moved and we throw them out? Very well. Uh, thank you so much uh, for speaking to us. Yeah, most welcome. Pascal Insomsori is member of the communications team of the University of Ghana. Akosia, this is a response from the university. Right. Earlier in the day, the students were using this legal issue as, mm. as a point. They said that they were coerced to go into the what is now called the UJ hall and not yes. the other hall. Yes. So the UJ halls, for those who do not understand, are the University of Ghana estate halls. Now these halls are the Quaponds, the Elizabeth Sale, Le Mans, and the Co. They are halls that are not traditional. So you can go in there and if traditional halls are paying thousand Ghana cities. It means that you in the UGL halls are going to pay a bit a bit higher, so maybe two thousand plus going. So that's that's the situation that's when you get to the UGL halls. And so the students are saying that look, okay fine, even if you give us UGL halls, not all of us can be able to pay that um two thousand Ghana cities that mm. we are paying. Already we are suffering. And so not everybody would be able to afford to be in a UGL hall. Yeah. And so that's what they were arguing about, that you can't do this to us. I mean, there's no fear. Thank you so much. Akwesi Autry of the City Newsroom went to the University of Ghana today to report for us on first day back at school, the students return and the issue of the halls that they have to be moved out of. This is News on 97.3 CTFM. Let's talk about Aswasi now. The NDC is boiling there, isn't it? It is, and attention is still brewing within the National Democratic Congress, NDC, in the Asawansi constituency of the Ashanti region, as the constituency chairman, Faisal Dwada, is accusing the member of parliament, Muntaka Mubarak, of allegedly hiring thugs to gun him down. Speaking at a news conference, Faisal Dauda also alleged that the NDC MP for the area has connived with the New Patriotic Party to cause the NDC's downfall in the 2024 general elections. My life has been in threat since the day, day one that Honorable Muntaka planned to impeach me for my treasure. There was a time Honorable Muntaka, the constituency organizer, the constituency vice chairman, the constituency chairman had a meeting in his office at Ababu Post Office, the library premises, that they went and invited some bad boys and gave them a message that they should hunt the constituency uh, deputy youth organizer, including me. They should gun me anytime, anywhere they get me because they know that I have a gun in me. So anytime they meet me, they may, should make sure that they will finish me immediately before they, I get them on board, uh, I get to back to attack them. Those threats and all those things, there are audios pertaining to those uh, things I'm saying today. The Office of the Member of Parliament has outrightly dismissed the allegations and has called on the Interior Ministry and the Ghana Police Service to investigate the matter. Abdul Haig is a secretary to an aide and an aide to the Member of Parliament, Muntaka Mubarak. When you are led, you support your facts with evidence. He only invited media men and then speak anyhow to them. The way he was even addressing the press conference, 
he lacks in the sobriety and candor in even speaking with a person in the manner the person is going to appreciate. If you take the history of our constituency since its inception, you know, anytime you are going for a constituency primary, some of these things usually do arise. Abdul Haig is the aide to the Member of Parliament for Aswasi, Montaka Mubarak. This eyewitness news on 97.3 City of and breaking news coming through. Organized labor and government have agreed on a 30% increase of the single spine BSP for the 2023 financial year. The Controller and Accountant General has hereby been directed to effect this starting from the January 2023 payroll. That's news that is just coming through and more will be on citynewsroom.com. Up next, we'll bring you the latest in the world of business and then there'll be Point Blank. On Point Blank, I'm hosting a former Deputy Minister of Education. We're not going to talk about education. We'll talk about the National Cathedral. I'm sure you know who that is. You know about Samuel Okujetua Blackwa. Please stay. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Every market movement and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. Time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News. My name is Nashika Caesar. Let's settle for the details. An economist, Professor John Gachi, is predicting a further surge in inflation for the first quarter of 2023. The Ghana Statistical Service yesterday revealed that information inflation for the month of December rose to 40 54.1% with food inflation peaking to 59.7% against the 55.3% recorded in November 2022. Inflation locally produced items also rose to 51.1% while that for imported items stood at 61.9%. Reacting to the news, Professor John Gachi said due to some policy changes such as the increment in VAT rate, the country's inflation rate will keep going up. I think we will, we will again expect inflation to inch up in uh, January because of policy implication. We have put in place VAT, we have enhanced the yield levy, and then we have also enhanced some of the taxes at the port. All those things have cost implication and price development implication for the economy. So these policies alone do not give way uh, for a downward trend inflation. But as it stands now, most of the policies we are bringing in place, they have cost implication and they have implications for price development upwards. Yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody expects that, especially for the first quarter, things will look good. Things will look rough. And then uh, when the IMF program is actually signed for us in uh, April, uh, if that comes through, then we'll begin to see how things will look like. 
Professor John Gachi is an economist. Now, government has assured of creating an enabling environment to ensure Ghana achieves its plans of becoming the preferred automotive hub within the West African sub region. According to the Minister of Trade and Industry, Alan Trimatin, it is in research that the development of the Ghana Automotive Development Council under the Industrial Transformation Agenda will constitute a significant step towards input substitution and enhancing EP exports, particularly within the context of the AFTA. Speaking at the inauguration of the Ghana Automotive Development Council, he charged the members of the council to promote the integrated development and growth of vehicle assembly, automotive component manufacturing and their related trading activities in Ghana and externally. With all these happening and allowing us to start the industry, Unless you have an ecosystem that supports the industry, again, your success will be limited. And that is why we are here assembled in front of this elegant premises, which is now the Ghana Automotive Development Center. Now, the Ghana National Gas Company Limited has assured business operated of uninterrupted power supply. The state company maintains that a period of recurrent power outages, popularly known as Dumso, is now a thing of the past. The company attributes this development to eight indigenous operations, which has seen Ghanaians take charge of the gas plant at both the Tema and Takwadi enclave. The Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana National Gas Company Limited, Dr. Benjamin Asante, disclosed this at a media engagement. In particular, I'm talking about thermal generation. So we're talking about fuel being the first gate. Then the fuel is used for generation of the power. And then the power so generated is transmitted by Gridco to ECG, who does the distribution to our homes and our commercial centers. With now reliable and incessant supply of gas, that menace of doom so is gone because we have gas supply, reliable gas supply now coming. So that chain, if there is going to be any doom so, look down the other parts of the chain. Maybe, maybe a grid coal wire has fallen. So it doesn't matter how much gas you have, you still have some outing. Maybe something has happened to ECG. And on occasion, even in Ghana gas, sometimes we may have problems with the plant as well. But the fact that now we are able to provide reliable and sustainable gas to kill that menace of doom so, we can all sit here and smile. And I'm happy about that. That was the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana National Gas Company Limited, Dr. Benjamin Asante. Finally, the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta, wants the President to nominate the Deputy Minister of Trade and Industry, Nana Dukia Isiyama Eji, as the Substantive Sector Minister. They believe she possesses the skills and knowledge to positively impact the sector. This follows the resignation of Alan Tremanting as the Minister for the Sector last week. Speaking to City Business News, President of Guta, Dr. Joseph Obin, expressed optimism that their choice will be considered by the President. If you look at the um, the Trade Ministry, as I've said, um, our sector uh, minister, that's for traders, is Honorable Dukwa. And so, um, she is very, also very good to us. And he 
she relates very well with this but we do not know what the president also think um, but we said that all the uh, deputies are very hard working and that that one we are not to propose who um, to succeed on uh, maybe it will be an outsider but if it should come from within it is also okay because we know all of them so that we can continue she is very affable to the trading community but you also know that she is the setter a, a minister and uh, the ministry as it is structured also involve other sectors so but for me um if i have to be biased um i will i will go for my sector minister but the president knows best yeah that was the president of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta, Dr. Joseph Obin. And that's all for City Business News on Eyewitness News. My name is Nashika Caesar. Up next is Point Blank. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. This is Point Blank on Eyewitness News. My name is Omaru Sanda Amado. My guest tonight is a former Deputy Minister for Information, former Deputy Minister for Education, Member of Parliament. No, let me finish with the former. Former Member of the Appointments Committee of Parliament and Deputy, <laughs> no, now Member of Parliament for North Town in the Volta region. Honorable Samokuja Tablaqua, you're welcome to Point Blank. Hi, Umaru. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. I haven't seen you in Happy, 2023. You came to pass through Australia Junction to, to Japan. You didn't stop. You could have stopped. Oh, there you were there. Hey, I have to oh, be there. Yeah. All you uh, had to do was wave at me and I would have had a, had a nice time with you on the rice farms. No, you should have stopped to say, oh, you want to check if your small brother is here. You didn't do that. You just came to me. Next time, we'll put barrier. You know you already have a barrier there. Don't worry, I'll do that next time. I, I'll, I'm going to let us talk about National Cathedral, but I think it would be fair to hear from you on the decision that has been taken against the eight girls um, to, sus- to sack them for insulting the president. You were once at the Ministry of Education in charge of policy. What do you make of this? Just quickly. <laughs> Well, let me uh, extend warm regards to all listeners. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, I must be sincere with you, Maru. Uh, That footage I saw was disturbing. Uh, It did not put our educational system in good light. I have always maintained that education is not just about the certificates you obtain, but morals, good attitude, good conduct, they are equally important. They may not be awarded. You may not see that on your certificate, but it is always what will set you apart. You can make all the good grades, have all the A's, but if you have bad morals, if you are a kleptocrat, you won't last in any job. You will be a danger to society. 
you'll be a disgrace to yourself, your alma mater, your family, and everybody associated with you. So no one should justify what those SHS students did. It is incomprehensible and it has to be outrightly condemned. Having said that, I also believe that the essence of education is to reform, is to alter character, is to train up children in a way that their rough edges, their sins, their ills can be corrected. So in that regard, I do support sanctions, but sanctions should not destroy. I would prefer sanctions that are reformative, that rehabilitate, that offer an opportunity for the uh, culprit, if you like, to have a second chance. And so in that regard, I think that the final decision of dismissal is quite high-handed, quite uh, off the top, quite um, steep. I would have gone for some rustication, um, even if it's for an academic year. And during that period, you counsel them, you submit them to retraining. Because, you see, the GES should recognize that anytime we see those outcomes, it means that all of us who have worked in education before or continue to work in education also must take responsibility. We must share in the blame and also their parents. I am not one who believes that anytime a child or a young person is, you look at only that person. That person is only a reflection of the system, a reflection of the society. So it's for the GES, the teachers in that school, the headmaster, what kind of disciplinary arrangement did they have? What kind of systems have they put in place? What is the model that is breeding such students? So go even behind we, the students. Even we as adults. Yes, they must go behind the students. Even we as adults. What examples are we setting that these students will be so emboldened to do this, to film it, and to put it out? We must know that the young ones will only reflect what they see and the kind of, you know, upbringing that the, we, community. That, that the community puts them through. So there are bigger questions and there are bigger issues to be addressed. And just, you know, being high-handed, blaming them solely and throwing them out of the system is not the way to go. You run the risk of rather hardening them and they become a danger to all of us. So I will appeal that the GES and the Minister responsible for education, they should take a second look at it. It would even be great if the president who was at the receiving end, 
if he can say, look, these are my children. Um, I know, GES, you felt outraged like all of us. Um, however, um, I am willing to forgive them. As we say, we don't throw the baby away with the bad water. Uh, can you give them a second chance? Uh, they can face some other disciplinary uh, measure. They can be rasticated. But bring them but, back. But bring school. them back. Let During them that period, they should be subjected to some counseling, some retraining. Okay. And, and I'm sure that upon reflection and as they go through that system and as all of us reflect and we put in place measures that prevent these things. Because you see, it's becoming one too many. You remember the last time during examinations, students could gank up and beat up an invigilator. I mean, how on earth? I mean, I couldn't believe it. So let's look at the you wider, know, picture. So the what wider is, picture. What is wrong there? What is wrong? Mm. What is wrong? Okay. Why has discipline so eluded us that the, the system appears to be breeding okay. all these, you know, miscontents uh, in, in the system? So let's that's, move on. That's, that's my view on that. Let's move on. And, uh, this is just a side comment. Let's may talk about your main thing. You've been writing epistles on the National Cathedral. You are the National Cathedral's chief critic. And you have been doing some digging on the National Cathedral. I've seen that you've written on social media that you've done some investigations and some money has gone where it should not go. What's the story? Yes, so I've not only been writing, but I've been doing a lot of work. And let me state ab initio that as members of parliament, our work is to carry out oversight. So I've heard some people say that, oh, does he want to become a journalist? Um, does, he, does, he, does he want to work for CTFM <laughs> or, or is he competing with, you know, uh, other investigative journalists? Really, that's our work. That's our work. Um, the whole essence of checks and balances, the whole essence of carrying out oversight. To be able to carry out good oversight, to be able to carry out due diligence, you should have a knack for research, for investigations, for going beyond just what is presented to you or what is said. That is why even in Parliament, some of our committees, you have, for example, the Assurances Committee, you have the Public Accounts Committee, you know, you, you go behind what is just presented in speeches and all of that, and you must carry out thorough work. And elsewhere, um, they have a whole army, you know, because the economics are good and they, they really appreciate the importance of oversight. There's an army behind every MP, professors, doctors, researchers, a whole team, both in Congress, if we are using the U.S. or the House of Commons, and then in their constituencies. So it's not just, yeah, you see the MP, but the army they behind that, that MP. Yes, it's so, so it's, it's, it's our work. And uh, I, I, I don't want people to think that uh, perhaps... Um, uh, mission creeping or veering into areas that are not uh, my mandate. It okay. is my mandate. Then the other caveat I must uh, emphasize is that I am not doing this just because it is a cathedral which is being built. Some have called us names. Some have said we are Sambala, Tobiah, you know, naysayers, you know, being at the receiving end, even sometimes threats. Uh, let me be clear that as a Christian, I know the place of faith in nation building. I know the importance of according the almighty respect. Now, it is because of that, that if we say that we want to do anything that 
glorifies faith that projects the Almighty. We must proceed to do that which we set out to do in utmost purity with integrity, high degree of integrity. And we should do it with the full transparency that we can marshal, that will be pleasing to God. As Christians, we know that the only time in the Bible that Jesus the Christ, and it's called righteous anger, he exhibited that righteous anger. He was livid. He was infuriated. Was when people were defiling the temple. So we all know that when it comes to the temple of God as Christians, things must be done in purity, in, right mm. in the right way. Because the only time Jesus Christ picked the, 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 the whip was to clean the church, flock people, was to clean up the temple. And remember that the only time that in the Bible, in First Chronicles, that God said, hey, I'm not accepting this your offering. You are not the one. You are not fit. was when David set out to build a temple. The Lord said, you have shed blood. So it's not for you to build it. Forget about it. I won't recognize it. I won't appreciate it. So you just stop it. And, and, and David had to, you know, just buy the material and all of that. But he, 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 he did not proceed to, to build the, the temple. So let's be clear. We are not saying that this country should not give its respect, even though as New Testament Christians, we are told in the Bible that God does not now reside in buildings. He resides in us. Perhaps all the emphasis, all the talk, the whole noise that is being made, if we channel that, look at the first topic we were discussing and how educational system is producing some of these students. If perhaps we channel that into personal integrity, into remembering that as Christians, as a Christian nation, God wants to dwell in us. He, we are the temples of God. And so let it reflect in our Auditor General's report. Let it reflect in our stewardship. Any assignment we are given, let that reflect. That will really be, 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 be helping this nation more, be more pleasing to God. That will be better off. But yes, if we say despite the thousands of churches and cathedrals we have, uh, we still want to go ahead and build a national one. Let us not lose the Christian values. Let us not hide behind. And you see, throughout history, too many people have hidden behind religion to commit atrocities. Let's not forget that. As we speak, who is the most wanted man in Africa? Kony, the leader of the Lost Resistance Army. Look at the, 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 the blasphemous name he gave his group. And yet has committed atrocities, has maimed, has killed so many people. The Central African Republic. Yes, take the... Uh, extremists, the 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 the, the so-called terrorists, they do it in the name of God. So, if anybody thinks that because we are flagging God, we are mentioning God, and we say we are building for God, we will not carry out our parliamentary duties, our constitutional obligation of oversight will not be pursued. Then that person must be mistaken. Christians are rational. Christians also know that in the last days. Mm. The Lord has said, it's not everybody who says, Lord, 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 who will please him, who will make it to heaven. So let's understand these foundations. Mm -hmm. Having said that, 
this whole national cathedral there are three major issues i have with it first is the timing are we sure looking at the state of the economy look at what is good there's anguish in the land there's pain there's suffering people are starving people's life investments i have seen people crying on live television i have constituents when i read their letters people who a few weeks ago were well to do they can't pay school fees they can't pay rent and this has been going on for a while since 2020 2019 remember that it's been it's been coming are we sure that this is the time to do this and we want to rush and do it in four years i have been researching on cathedrals all over the world we we are making history and it's a wrong history the washington national cathedral was built in 82 years the americans a much wealthier nation they took their time the milan cathedral more than 500 years the italians took their time in periods of of, of drought of economic hardship they slow down they they halt work for a while take the cologne cathedral decades st paul's cathedral in 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 the uk decades you know so the timing is a major issue number two the deception this is a project that was presented as a personal pledge by the president he even misled the clergy the likes of duncan williams i respect him very much the the venerable archbishop put his credibility on the line i showed the nation that they have been told by the president that they are not using tax funds when james kwabner bonfer went to court saying that the floodgates will be open very soon the tigari people will say we should build them a national shrine the uh, muslims will call for a national mosque from taxpayer funds and all of that the attorney general in his response said no we are not going to fund it it's just uh, you know a minimal support uh, making land available no monetary commitment. no monetary commitment then i intercept documents revealing that copious amounts of taxes have been released on the blind side of parliament without parliamentary approval and then the deception continued when we brought the finance minister before the vote of central committee he sought to take refuge in contingency vote a most reckless afterthought a project of this nature which you plan ahead which is multi-year layer project cannot be contingency so when we expose them in 20 23 the 2023 budget this year's budget they now did the writing and made an allocation of 80 million I and that's tourism and the tourism i salute colleagues for joining us to defeat that allocation so the the, the deception the, the lies then the, the 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 third issue is with the model that we adopted a country like ghana struggling to survive we choose a model which is the most costly a very reckless model instead of looking for a green field and unencumbered land we opted to demolish structures scholarship secretariat a building that i would never touch having worked in education before the scholarship secretariat if you look at the people who have obtained scholarships and have gone through that place from the likes of Kwame Nkrumah, Kofi Annan, John Evans the Fulbright scholarship he received elsewhere that property will be preserved even to paint to change the lock you will need approval 
in other jurisdictions, they are the listed properties category. It's, it's a tourist attraction. It makes a lot of revenue for those countries. We demolished all of that. Demolished the Judicial Training Institute. Now the Chief Justice is going around looking for a $50 million loan to build a new one. Judges' bungalows were demolished. Then the Comsys IT firm, Waterstone Realty, the private developer who has luxury apartments. Now he is in court demanding 120 million cities in judgment debt. The Malian ambassador's residence was demolished. Now they are looking for land for them at airport residential and we have to build a new residence. So do people say that the cost is 400 million dollars? When you put, by the time you put all of this together, we'll be spending in excess of a billion dollars. So the most reckless model was adopted. Then after all of this, the lack of transparency, the diversions that are taking place, I have already revealed how I raised a right to information request with the Public Procurement Authority. They responded that this project, the contractors, Ribade, which is a JV of three Italian companies, uh, Rizani, the Eka, Babisotti, and the Simone, there was no respect of the Public Procurement Law. The procurement authority says they have no records of this project. Then David Ajay, the attempt to grant him a contract using the procurement process, they use emergency, national disaster. Can you believe that? So you are having a situation where after we obtain the breakdown, the 339 million, 113 million has been given to David Ajay. That's 34%. This doesn't happen anywhere. So, the lack of transparency, the disregard for our laws. Then this year, in 2023, we obtain fresh documentation. And what is imagined is even more scandalous than we had always thought. I have already put out the massive payout to a dodgy American called Carrie Summers, who has been indicted for antiquity fraud. He has been paid 28.2 million Ghana cities. Can you believe that? A project that the contractors are starved of funds. And since March 14, 2022, they have abandoned work. This month is 10 months since the contractors left site. So when I hear the president screaming, oh, we will build it, we will complete it. It's laughable. Anybody familiar with this project knows that it's not possible. Well, well, our time is gone, but let's talk about the crash that you have brought into the yeah. news now. What, is, what did you find on that? Yes, so I discovered, going through the documents they brought to Parliament when they, they came before us for the 80 million approval, and I've seen MPP propagandists saying that, oh, I didn't do my background check well, I'll have known that it's a loan. I have a copy of the document here. Summary of disbursement of the seed money. And item two, contractors' mobilization. So, everybody, we all know they are the contractors. They have their allocations, how much has been paid them. Then I see this strange company, JNS Talent Center Limited, 2.6 million. I say, ah, JNS Talent. I've never heard that they were contractors. They are part of this project. So, I dig in. I obtain their incorporation documents. And to my shock, it's a small family business by a couple, Johannes Eshen and Sheila Eshen. They are reverend ministers. The stated capital is a small 500 cities. I dig further. I realize that they only operate a small crutch at Dowenya. So I said, ah, crutch, Dowenya. Their stated objective, principal objective at the mm -hmm. register of companies is that they do skills and talent development. 
So I can understand that they have a crutch developing the talent and skills of our children. That's fine. But National Cathedral, who are they developing their talent? Is it Ajay, the well-made architect already, or is it the Reverend Minister? So I said, hmm, this thing we must look further. We look further, and it turns out that Reverend jo- uh, Johannes Eshen is the spiritual son as he describes himself and um, a branch pastor of Reverend Victor Kusibuatin's church. Reverend Victor Kusibuatin is the secretary of the board of trustees. Conflict of interest, very revealing. So we are asking questions. What did they do? Which part of this project have they been involved with? What's their track record? What's their capacity? Now we are hearing from MPP propagandists on social media that, oh, they advance alone. And so, I mean... The Secretariat issued, I think, a statement that said that, yes, it was a loan that had to be repaid. A loan? From the uh, uh, talent company that you mentioned. Yes. I mean, ridiculous. Look, anytime the Secretary issues statements, they worsen the situation. It's just like the 28.2 million. They said Carrie Summers is doing coordination. 28.2 million for coordination. So you see, all these diversions, any wonder that the contractors are not on site, there's no actual construction going on. And this is the lost project, for crying out loud. What's your suspicion? If the company gave a loan and has been paid back, there's nothing wrong with that. This is an afterthought. They really were hoping to get away with it. Why didn't they capture it as that? Look at the summary of disbursement of the seed money. And you have the breakdown. Yeah, so you can you can pay part of contractors the seed money. mobilization. You can pay part of the seed under, money to the under, so you, under you contractors ha- mobilization. So Look at the category: Rebody so Limited, Advance Payment, so Seventy One Point Five. Under loan, dis- loan, yes. loan repayment. Yes. And let's see. And if you say loan, where is the board minutes to confirm that? Where is the board approval hmm? to confirm that there is some decision to go for a loan? Where is the loan agreement? Where is the transfer, bank transfer, to the cathedral first and then... Uh, Back to the... Yeah, I mean, so ridiculous. I mean, and it, you see, you, you wonder what is going on. This, these go. are taxpayer funds. At the time that you say you don't have taxes to even buy textbooks, to take care of people's investments, people's pensions... And this is what you are doing with the people's taxes. And then when you expose them, they come up with an even more ridiculous afterthought. I mean, please, let's let's fear God. Let's leave it here and fear God too. Thank you so much, General Samuel You're welcome. That's a member of parliament for North Town. My name is Umaru Sandama. The production by Beverly London and uh, Zoe Abubeidu Ado, Fred Tete Jabano, and Sami Wiafe. The technical support from... Daniel Squashy, Edwin Kwakufi was on the new media side of things for us. Thank you, Eyewitness News. We'll be back tomorrow at 17.30 GM. City News. We speak first. Reach our hotline on 0302-224959 and get interactive on Facebook, City 97.3 FM and on Twitter at City 973.